Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Okay, you guys, there is so much more to life than just workouts and healthy recipes. This is all of those real moments, the good, the bad, and the sometimes hilarious things that make life so worth living. So how do you live it? This is the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. Welcome to the Let's Do Life podcast. I am fitness and nutrition expert, Autumn Calabrese. On my show, we don't just talk about fitness and nutrition. We talk about life and how to live it to the best of our abilities. You guys, I'm so excited for today's episode. It is part two of a two-part series. Last week, I interviewed Chris Harder, and we talked about making money moves. This week, I am sitting down with his beautiful wife, Lori Harder, and we're actually talking about finding your tribe and the importance of that. Before we jump to that, you guys, okay, let's dive in. So I'm going to be joined by Lori in just a few minutes, but you guys, I want to talk about the importance of creating meaningful relationships. That's what we want in our life. We want meaningful relationships. So how do we do that? Well, there's there's so many things, and one of the first tips, I'm going to give you guys my four tips before we bring Lori on. My first tip is this, it's to be authentically you. And that word I feel like is thrown out a lot lately. Like I'm living in my truth and being authentically me. And what does that even mean? How are you being authentically you? That's, that's the important question. It's so important. It's so vital to put out the real you there so that you make the friends that are going to be the lasting friends and you form the bonds that are going to be the lasting bonds. We talk about all the time on social media how it's just the highlight reel. And I know I personally try not to make my social media a highlight reel. Like I really try to share with you guys the good days and the bad days, the ups and the downs. Because if you're going to follow me and if you're going to look to me as an expert in fitness, in nutrition, in how to live a healthier, happier life, then I want to make sure I'm being totally honest about myself and who I am so that there's no surprises, there's no expectations. And let's be honest, there's no such thing as a perfect life. Like nobody lives a highlight reel. I don't care who you are, even if you're the most famous celebrity, the richest person in the world, like we all have problems. So I think it's more important than ever to just put that out there. I'm not saying you have to go on social media and whine and complain, but I'm also saying, you know, we don't have to filter every photo and we don't only have to put up the photo when everybody is smiling and dressed nice. Um, (laughs) I love to put up photos when I don't have any makeup on and when my hair is not done and when like I look crazy after a workout or my kitchen is a mess behind me because I just want you guys to see that I'm a real person. So, That is tip number one. It's to really be authentically yourself no matter what uh, situation you're in, whether it's social media or you're out at a coffee house and somebody strikes up a conversation with you or you're out with friends. I just feel like so often I see people um, trying to portray who they think the world wants them to be. And who we want you to be is you because nobody else can be you. 
Everyone else is already taken. They're being themselves. So you got to be yourself. That is your gift to the world is to be you. So don't be afraid to share that. Okay. Tip number two for creating meaningful relationships. This is a big one. It's to be okay with not everyone liking you. You guys, you have to like you. Other than that, you got to be okay if other people don't like you. That might be a hard pill to swallow. I get asked this question all the time, Autumn, how do you do deal with negativity on social media? And I do deal with negativity on social media. I mean, from behind a keyboard, a keyboard, everybody's got something to say, right? You're too skinny. You're not ripped enough. Why do you have makeup on? Why don't you have makeup on? You look tired. Um, you know, how dare you wear that outfit? I mean, I have heard it all. I will tell you this. From a young age, because I was a competitive dancer, I learned thick skin. Uh, my dance teacher was an amazing dance teacher, and she taught us, like I was maybe 12 years old, and she just taught us, look, you're not always going to get the audition, and you are going to be judged and sometimes you're not even going to be judged on your dance ability. You're going to be judged on the way you look because they they have a certain look in mind that they want for the part that they're casting. You can't take it personally. And because I admired this dance teacher so much, I took to heart what she said, which was just that it wasn't personal. It didn't mean I was a bad dancer. It didn't mean I wasn't pretty. It didn't mean I wasn't skinny enough. It just meant I wasn't right for the part. So yeah, there was a lot of disappointment along the way. There was tons of things I auditioned for and didn't get, or I'd make it to the final callback, and then it would come down to me and one other girl, and the other girl would get it. And that has gone on all throughout my life. Like That has still gone on, even right up until last year, you guys. Um, I had auditioned Biggest Loser called again. If, if you've heard my story, you know Biggest Loser had called several years ago, and um it came down to me and one other person and they picked the other person and biggest loser called maybe eight months ago and went through the audition process again. And same thing. It came down to me and one other person and I am not on the biggest loser. So I am not one of the trainers on that show. So clearly that just wasn't meant to be. And that wasn't my path. And I just don't take it personally. And I embrace every other opportunity that comes my way and I am grateful for it. But I just, I'm okay with not everyone liking me. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea and neither will you. And that is okay. I'm not saying people need to be mean and nasty about it. And I hope that's not what people do because that is not what the world needs now or ever. But I'm just okay knowing that I don't always, there's going to be different personalities and you're not going to mesh with every single one and that doesn't make them a bad person and that doesn't make me a bad person. It just means we have different interests and that's okay. So you got to be okay with that instead of trying to fit yourself into the mold that when you're around this person, I'm going to act this way because that's what they like and when I'm around this person, I'm going to act that way because that's what they like. This is just about being you and when you are you, and you share that with the world, you will attract your tribe, right? You will attract like-minded people and you will attract people who lift you up and support you because you're putting out that energy, that good energy and, and people can feel it and resonate with it. When it's not real, when it's not true, when it's not really who you are, people can feel that too. So 
that kind of goes back to be authentically yourself, but also just be okay that when you're authentically yourself, not every single person will mesh with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, boundaries. Oh my goodness, boundaries. This one is, this one's a big deal. Okay, we can choose most people that are in our lives, right? We can choose who we're friends with and who we're not friends with. But there are certain times where we can't choose who is a part of our tribe. And that sometimes has to do with work and that sometimes has to do with family. And so if you're in a situation at work or with family members and same thing, you don't, you don't have personalities that mesh, yes, you want to get along. It's very important to get along, especially at work. You want to be able to have a great working relationship with as many people, if not everybody, as possible. But if you don't, then it's really important to have some boundaries for yourself so that it doesn't start to create a negative environment around you and a negative energy coming from you, and it doesn't bring you down. I have been in plenty of situations where I have worked with people in the past, not so much now because I'm in company that I absolutely love. And I think I'm surrounded by a tribe of like-minded people. But in the past, I've definitely been surrounded by people or in situations with people at work that um, we didn't have the best working relationship and we didn't always get along. And it was really important for me to do my job and do it well, but to also like keep my distance a little bit, make sure there wasn't more interaction because you just don't need the negativity. You don't need the extra stress. So whatever you need to do to set up those boundaries so that you can continue to do your job to the best of your ability, or you can continue to live your life to the best of your ability if it's something that is happening at home. I see this one a lot, um, being that I have fitness and nutrition groups that I run, very big groups. I see a lot of people talking about lack of support from family members or significant others. And that can be hard and that can be discouraging. So if that is the case, then you need to have some boundaries with that person um, so that you can continue on your path and on your journey. And then you got to find some other people over in this other area that you can surround yourself with that will build you up and lift you up. That is one of the beauties of, I think, Beachbody and having all these amazing coaches and people doing the programs is that maybe if you don't have the support at home, you can find the support within the community. Um, to have those people cheering you on and saying you can do it and things like that. So having boundaries with people and then also on the other side, creating that tribe that is there for you. And then last but not least, my tip is don't be afraid to put yourself out there and to try new things. That's a big one. You know, aside from putting yourself out there and not putting your authentic self out there, the other thing that a lot of people do is they just, they don't try. They don't put themselves out there because if they don't put themselves out there, they can't be let down. They can't be disappointed. But ultimately that still leads to disappointment because you're not making new connections. You're not trying new things. You're not growing as a person. So you got to be you got to be brave and bold and just go out there and go after it. And this is some of the stuff I'm going to talk to Lori about in just a second. I'm so excited to get to her. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk with Lori Harder. We'll be right back.
This week, I am joined by the amazing Lori Harder. We spoke with her husband last week, so this is the second part of our two-part series. We were talking with Chris last week about money. Uh, I obviously told everybody all about how we met and our trip to Monaco and how (laughs) that trip was so nerve-wracking for me to go somewhere like that by myself. And I just think it's such a testament to what I want to talk to you about today. But like, for me, I am an introvert extrovert. So if I know you, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, let's hang. But if I don't know you, I'm super shy and I'm super quiet and I kind of stand back a little bit. And I just, I'm not somebody like some people love to travel the world by themselves and like do things. That is not me. So when the opportunity came up last year to go to Monaco for the mastermind, I was so scared to go do that, but I really wanted to be a part of a mastermind and I knew you and Chris were going and I had wanted to meet you guys for so long that I really, I said, I was like, that really was like the thing that pushed me to go. Cause I was like, you got to suck it up bottom. You wanted to meet them. Like they're like, I've followed you guys for years. So packed my bags and got on the plane and went to Monaco and we had the best time. And I was so happy to meet you guys. And it's, it's been great. You know, we don't always get to talk to each other, but when we do, it's just flows and it's amazing. And you guys have so much to offer knowledge wise that I'm just happy to have you both on the podcast. Oh my God. Well, this is like long awaited. I literally was so excited for it because I couldn't actually wait to talk to you again because I was like, Oh my God, we haven't connected in a while. And you are that person, you guys, for anybody listening to this, who hasn't met her in person, she's that totally that person that you meet her and you feel like you've known her forever and you just drop right in and it's super easy. So I was, I was so excited and I immediately just felt an ease and comfort around you and you're just, you're fine. You're, you're lovable. You're brilliant. Yeah. I was so, I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here and that you have a podcast. Yes. Well, so obviously here we are, we're still sheltering at home. We're still quarantined and you know, you have a podcast as well. And your podcast is Earn Your Happy, and you are the creator of, um, I'm good, I want to make sure I get it right, The Bliss Project is what it's called, right? The Bliss Project. Mm-hmm. And then you also have a book out. Um, why can't I keep names? A straight? Tribe Called Bliss. A tribe Called Bliss. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Tribe and Bliss was throwing me for a split, second, <laughs> which I've read, by the way. I just, my brain is not, it's lunchtime and I haven't eaten. My brain isn't fueled properly. So yes. <laughs> creator of the bliss project has the podcast earn your happy has her book out. And I think this is something that's so important to talk about right now because we're all feeling it. We're all Mm. feeling the funk. We're all feeling the stress. Mm. We're all feeling very isolated. I think in a lot of ways people might be starting to recognize like, huh, who are my real friends? Because so-and-so hasn't reached out to me and -and so-and-so hasn't reached out to me or you know, any number, or maybe you didn't have a whole bunch of people to begin with, and now you're isolated at home even more, and things never have maybe felt more lonely. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Mm -hmm. earning our happy. And let's start there. Let's just start with that title, because I love it. Mm -hmm. And what are some things that people can be doing right now to earn their happy in all different areas? This is however and whatever you want to dive into. Well, I, first of all, if I'm starting off with that title of earn your happy, it, 
it came to me years ago, like way before I even started a podcast, which we'll have to talk about how your, all your podcast stuff even came to the ideas. But um, I was actually sitting in a med- meditation and it just kind of popped in my head that I used to believe that, you know, you were either kind of like born happy or you weren't like you either struggled with happiness or you didn't like, that's how, that's kind of how I was raised. And I just thought that I was one of the people who landed in one of the families who really struggled with anxiety, depression, um, short end of the stick, all of, all of those things, like life was happening to me. And as I discovered, and it's so great that it's, you know, your podcast, as I discovered, um, working out, I, realized I used to beg my mom for fitness magazines when I was like 13, 14 years old, whenever we would go to the store, if she was going, I was like, get me whatever's on the, whatever women's fitness magazine is on the shelf. And I used to think, like I said, that it was like, Oh, it's my genetics. Why I'm overweight. Oh, it's, you know, um, how my family is or whatever, just who I am is why I'm feeling like I am looking like I am an energy level where I'm at. And when I started reading these fitness magazines, it gave me the realization that I was like, wait a minute, she looks completely different than me and is having a lot of different things going on in her life, but she is making completely different choices than I am. I'm like, okay, so I'm not eating that way. I'm not moving that way. And I'm not thinking this way. And I had that realization at a really young age. Now, <laughs> earn your happy was that it, it didn't come from there, but it, or that exact title at that time, but it did come from that exact thing of the realization that whether that resonates with you, happiness or fulfillment or whatever it is, I do believe that there are things you need to do every day to create a fulfilling life. Will you always feel happy? No, I don't feel happy every day. And I do those things every single day. But what ritual and movement and making sure that you're showing up for whatever it is that you want to show up for, whether it's your, you know, your body or your business or your family or your relationships you have to put work in if you want those things. So that's really where that came from was earning your happy. And then I realized as I got into the podcast by like a year or two, I was like, oh my God, I talk so much about business that when you become happy and you find out what it means to actually like learn how to create a fulfilling life, you earn money from it too. Like it's a natural it's a natural side effect of living in your purpose and finding fulfillment is all of a sudden whether you up-level your people or you up-level your thoughts, you end up being able to monetize it in some form if you start opening to that scope. So that's really where that came from. I like I just love that so much because I'm in the same boat. Like I mm. was, same thing, felt like I was had the family, anxiety, depression, mm. short end of the stick. My dad always says like, oh, it's the Calabrese curse. And like, yes, he's wrong. Yes. Everything <laughs> happens to him. And it wasn't until I moved away from my family, like I know that sounds crazy because I love my family, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I was 18, went away to college and all of a sudden I wasn't surrounded by that mindset that I was like, huh, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like everything bad is happening to me. That didn't mean things weren't, there weren't struggles. There was plenty of them and there still are, but it just, all of a sudden my mind shifted a little bit and happiness really is a choice. And it's a step-by-step choice in everything. It's the relationships you're choosing to be in. It's who you surround yourself. It's how you choose to look at a situation, mm-hmm. whether or not you're taking care of your body, because let's be honest, our hormones affect our happiness very easily. Mm-hmm. And, and even the job that you're in, that's huge. Like my dad always taught me, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I love that. And he's mm-hmm. taught it to us from a young age. And so I wanted to 
move. Like I wanted to be a dancer and I danced for a long time. I never made it professionally because of injuries and things like that. But that's what led me to fitness and mm. being in the fitness world. You know, people look at it and they're like, you're a workhorse. And how did you do it working 14 hours a day? And oh my God, do you ever stop right now? And I'm like, well, no, because more often than not, I don't feel like I'm working. Like I'm yeah. actually really happy when I'm working. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm not working is when I'm like, I'm same, <laughs> same. <laughs> so I work because I find mm-hmm. my, my joy in my work. And so it's, it's just, such, I just, that title struck me and I didn't even see it until, um, I guess I didn't, I saw it, but I didn't pay attention to it. Like, mm-hmm because I knew I was going to be interviewing you. I was like, okay, what are all the things I want to cover? And then I was like, oh, hello, the title of the podcast. Like I wanted to ask <laughs> you about that. So, mm-hmm. so great. So let's jump ahead a little bit and feel free. Like if there is something you want to throw out there, obviously like jump in with, in terms of all of this, because like I said, mm-hmm. here we are here in this pandemic and people are spinning mm. in- yeah, I think that's huge right now. And I, I think now more than ever, it, it, and it, honestly, it is what I'm talking about on my podcast is what we're kind of, I feel like going in the direction of right now is, you know, yes, the external world has changed, but inter- it's always about an internal game. Like it's, it's not that things aren't affecting you. That's not what I'm saying. Cause things are affecting people in, of course they're you know, affecting people in a major way, but I have this like such true, like such a belief in my life because of, like you said, you, you left your family when you were 18 years old. I also left my family when I was 18 and I I love my family, but I wasn't able to, um, become a different person and still until I really started to change my environment. So I think what's happening right now is that we have to learn how to control our environment more that we are in. And this is going to be a lot harder for some people at home with their families than it is going to be for others. So I think the first thing, the most, the most important thing you can do is to start to see what throughout your day is either making you feel the worst or what habits that you're defaulting into that are really starting to make you feel depressed or blue. Like, you know what it is. It's that same cycle that shows up. Maybe you're drinking your coffee, you feel fine. And all of a sudden you're scrolling on social media and you start to feel like crap and it's a spiral. Then all of a sudden you're at the cabinet and you're eating food like super early in the morning. That's like pizza or crackers or whatever it is that makes you feel bad. And you have to actually start becoming really self-aware of every single one of those moments and not being like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this again? You loser. You're doing, you're going to come out of this 20 pounds heavier and depressed or whatever that, that cycle is going on in your head. And I think the biggest thing is to have the awareness first and just start looking like take a couple days just to start taking account and journaling it, like writing it down where, like, what is it that I'm doing that's triggering certain things? Or who is it? What are they saying? What am I allowing to let into my space? Is there any way that I could possibly avoid this person, be out on a walk when they're crabby in the morning or whatever that looks like? So then what you're going to do is literally, I do like an if, if this, then that list. Yes. So if I start feeling a certain way and I notice it, I'm like, then that, which means I create support for myself around every single experience. And I've done this from a pretty young age because I was like, okay, if this keeps happening, then I have to do something different than what I've been choosing. And you're not going to do it all at once, especially right now when maybe your energy's low or your willpower's low, or maybe you've been eating all the things, drinking all the things and feeling crappy and consuming all the media. So it's going to be pretty slow. But I think that that's the most important is the self-awareness. 
the forgiveness, because when you notice it, you can't judge yourself. You literally have to just be like, okay, great. There's a pandemic going on. I'm allowed to feel this way. It's totally normal. This is how most people in the world are reacting. And now I'm having the awareness of wanting to change it. Like, wow, that's amazing. That is an incredible thing that you actually have the, you know, the awareness to say, okay, like that served me for a little bit. I was able to just like, it's important, right? You got to feel it. You got to be in it. Life is different. It has changed right now. You might have a really crappy situation at home, but you, you know, once you feel it and you're aware of it, it's time. And I think a lot of people listening, it's probably time for them. Yeah. The awareness is so important. And even I'll say this awareness for me, like this has been a slow process for me over the years. It was a slow process for me in things like how am I fueling my body? How am I working my body out? Things like that. But the biggest thing for awareness for me that has same, same thing brought me happiness or more happiness into my life than I was having in the past was, was my awareness of certain situations Mm. and also looking at, why those situations triggered me the Mm. way they did. Like Mm. I had this saying for years, it was a joke, but it was a saying nonetheless. And there's some truth behind joking, right? So I would always say, Oh, I bury my emotions like Jimmy Hoffa. You'll never find them Mm. because that's what I would do. It was my survival Mm. technique, like different things that I had dealt with as a kid and things like that. I just didn't let it show. And I built up the tough skin so that nobody saw that I was hurting Mm. And that worked for a while, but the older I got and the further into my career that I am now, that stopped serving me. And all of a sudden it was, it was hurting me. It was hindering, Mm -hmm. stopping me from being the best version I could be, but I had to really look at it Mm -hmm. in it. I had to do in it. I had to feel it. I had to understand it. And then I would always say too, the other thing, the other joke that I would have is I just don't have time for the breakdown I deserve because Mm. I'd be having all these feelings and I'd be suppressing them to the point where it was just boiling inside me and I needed to have this release, but I was always going, 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 and I wouldn't let myself. Mm. And I would have moments where I'd be like driving in the car, listening to like an upbeat song and I'd start crying. And I was like, what is my problem. Mm. But it was like, my body didn't want to hold the emotion in anymore. It was just like, we're going to come out whether you're ready or not. So that was a, that was a big shift for me about three years ago. And I Mm. had to lean in hard to it to Mm -hmm. start to make some serious changes to enjoy the the beautiful life I was building for myself and not always be like, this is awesome. But Mm -hmm. And I I love that you shared that because I had the, I literally had the exact same experience because there are, so there's a lot of different types of motivators. And in the beginning, especially if you came from a completely different background than where you want to be or where you want to go, a lot of times a big motivator is pain. It's the pain of not wanting to be in that position anymore. The pain of not wanting to feel pain, right? The, The initial motivator is wanting to run from pain. And so pain is your catalyst and that is very powerful, but we get addicted to pain as the the catalyst for us to begin. So sometimes we'll use pain like, Oh, I don't want to work out. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to be, you know, I I don't want to gain weight like my family. I don't want to be this or that. And I'll tap back into that pain and it'll motivate me. But it's like a very, after years of that, and like saying, you know, horrible things to myself in my head, uh, you loser, like finish every, you never used to finish anything. Do you really want to go back to that? You know, what's waiting for you. Like 
powerful, but doesn't last. It actually burns out after a while. But what happens, and I know you know this because you just went, you, you know, you told me you went through it as well. Um, it all of a sudden you can't live that way anymore. Like it literally stops working and you are, you find yourself addicted to using that as your motivator. And so what happens is even though you start to like hear all these different ways that you could do it is like, Oh, start thinking of, you know, what could your future be and start talking to yourself in a loving way and love yourself. And you're like, what does that even mean? Because you have a coach who's always gotten you to where you want to go or close to where you want to go. And it certainly doesn't sound like self-love, but that coach is, that coach is exhausting. He's like tormenting you. He's making you feel terrible and you almost can't even have this relationship anymore. It's like breaking you. So you get to a place where you have to have, you realize that the self, like loving yourself into, you know, where you want to go and forgiving yourself into where you want to go could just potentially work. So you actually have to start shifting. You have to start listening to your podcast, Autumn. You have to start listening to other people's podcasts. You have to start reading books every day. You have to start catching that voice in your head that wants to go back to that like mean coach. Be like, you're not smart enough. You're not fit enough. You're not thin enough. You're not pretty enough. And you're like, I literally say, okay, I hear you. That's not working anymore. Like, I'm really aware that this, that this little pep talk you're giving me here is it actually doesn't work. So what does work? And I'm like, okay, Lori, Uh, give yourself grace because you're a human and this is going to happen. And if you want to sustain this, like you're going to have to be in places you don't want to be in sometimes. And you're going to have to accept this feeling of frustration, overwhelmed, overwhelm, and it's going to go away and you're going to get in your routine and you're going to know that your routine is going to pull you through and your friends are going to pull you through and doing, you know, listening to the podcast and showing up and crying when you need to and trying to face the things that you need to and talking things out when you need to. That's the only sustainable thing in life. I have this conversation with myself like daily and then I'm like, Hey, we're good. All right. And you move on. Yeah. Listen, People probably think I'm crazy because for several podcast episodes now, I've been saying how like I have conversations with myself daily and they're not out loud, but every once in a while they are, but, but you have to, you have to be your own biggest advocate and you have to check yourself. Like I have to check myself daily on multiple things. Like could be anything and everything from, are you having negative self-talk to, are you taking enough time to rest and recover? Mm. You know, are you beating yourself up about what you ate? Okay. If you are, let's stop beating yourself up because that doesn't change anything. Let's go deeper. Like, why did you eat that? What feeling were you having? Were you emotionally eating? Why was it even in the house? If you don't want to be eating that, why is it there? Like you you can't make progress if you don't check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so like, that's, that is literally everything. You know, I've done, I, I think now, I think I'm on my 560th podcast. So I've definitely had a few conversations with people and I will tell you that is like the number one trait of the people that I've either looked up to or who are successful, whatever that means to you. Like, is their level of self-awareness and the amount of times that they catch themselves and then have another conversation. So this is huge. Like if you don't have your plan of the new conversation, um, when that old talk that pulls you back down comes in, you just default back to the old talk. So you actually want to sit and say, what's the, what is the story and voice that keeps coming in every day? And what is it saying? And when I catch it, 
what am I going to say back to it and replace it with? Because your, our minds are so freaking historically old that all they do is they just, they will go on repeat. They're just, you know, you've probably heard this a million times. They're just meant to keep you alive. They're not meant to make you happy. So if you don't learn how to insert new ideas and new things, it's going to go back to the old pattern of just survival, which is looking for the negative and the fear and why you shouldn't get eaten by a bobcat. Like it's just how it is. So you have to replace those old thoughts and be ready for it. So literally I even have things, you know, I teach this a lot at bliss project. Like if you want to be a public speaker and every single time, Um, you know, you go to speak on a zoom or, you know, you speak live in front of people. You're like, I'm nervous. I'm not smart enough. Oh my God. I'm here's my anxiety. Oh God. Here's the panic attack. Like, yeah, you're going to go down the spiral. You're going to have the panic attack. It's going to repeat itself. You're going to say to yourself after that, there it was, this is why I can't do public speaking and fulfill the dream that I want. So that was me. (laughs) And what I had to say when I felt it was, okay, I it's here. Like I feel the anxiety. It's very real. I'm not trying to kid myself out of it but I can do this. Like I accept that even if I fall on my face, I'm going to follow through and I am going to finish this. And then I was like, I'm a powerful public speaker. I'm a powerful public speaker. Like I would just say different things like that. And my, you know, my brain was like, bullshit, you're not a public speaker, but you have to know what you're going to say. So I created all these things that I would pull from when these, you know, ideas and thoughts come up and I do it still to this day. Like I'm doing new ones right now for what I'm moving forward in, in my life. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about the bliss project. Like what is that exactly? Oh, the bliss project is, it is a, it's a three day event for women and it's, you know, I, so I used to have a lot of anxiety. I used to have a lot of self-doubt. I um, didn't have a tribe and where it came from is, is because I was like, there's got to be other women who truly want to support each other, not gossip about each other, um, help each other through a bunch of stuff. We have to all be feeling the same way, you know, or a lot of the same way um, if I'm feeling this way. And some of the people that I talk to are feeling this way. So I had started really diving into self-development to help me get over anxiety and to start helping me find a group of like-minded people because I lived in the Midwest at the time. And a lot of the people I knew were either like people I worked with or, you know, I had gotten into a bad crowd for a while too when I was in my younger 20s and it's just, I needed to start getting out of that. So I started um, trying to figure out what this whole self-development world was uh, 10 plus years ago. So um, I went to an event and that was like, it opened my eyes to what is possible when you immerse yourself into something new, a new environment. So that's where I really started to learn the power of, oh my God, you can change your life in one weekend. You can change your life in an hour if you want, but I found so much power in changing your life through like full immersion, whether it's a week or a weekend. And, um, if you choose to, and whenever I would go into these events, after I figured out what this whole crazy world was about, um, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this event, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to, I'm going to allow it to change me. Like I'm going to allow myself to let go of whatever I want to let go of as much as I can, or use the tools or tricks or whatever that is, because clearly it's working for some of these people. So look for proof. And and that's what I tell people a lot. Like look for the proof of where it's working and why it's working, and then just cling on to their proof or cling on to their hope and let them build belief into you because you have to have that in your life. You don't, if you don't have it in your family or your friends, like you have to seek out new environments and create those new environments for yourself that are going to start supporting where you want to go. 
God, I think that's so, so powerful. Obviously, you know, everybody knows me as a beach body trainer, right? And so I am going to talk about beach body for a split second. I think it's one of the, one of the reasons, like I, I call beach body my home all the time. Yeah. Right? Second home, it's my home away from home because being in that community for me, right? I like to be around people who want to exercise it. They might not love it as much as I do, but they do it every day and they find happiness in it and it's changing their world. And I like to be around people who are, they don't, you don't have to be a perfect eater or nutritionist or anything like that, but you're just working to improve yourself Mm -hmm. and they're supporting each other and, and there for each other. And, you know, right now when people are struggling so hard to find connection when we have to be apart and Mm -hmm. a group to be a part of. And like I said, not everybody is blessed to have, you know, all these girlfriends or all these friends or family members that they're close with and they might be struggling even more. And I think it's so interesting because even right now, even though we can't go to a live event, Mm -hmm. a lot of live events are being moved to the computer, to the internet. And there are so many, like, all you have to do is take, take whatever you love, take whatever you're passionate about, take whatever you're interested in and start to look, whether you're searching a hashtag or you have certain people that you follow. I feel like now more than ever, people could reach out to other people to yes. make more connections and to immerse themselves more in the things that they are interested in and that do bring them more happiness and things like that. And that I feel like is something that we could be doing that's for the positive right now. I think it's the best time in the world to be making online connections. In fact, I'm positive because I'm doing it because I've, I'm always making new connections, but right now I'm pivoting into something totally new. So I'm in everybody's exact shoes right now. Who's like, well, I don't really have friends in X, Y, and Z, but I want to be in X, Y, and Z. Okay. Same Z's. I'm right there. Like I am literally like, okay, how do I reach out to these people who, by the way, have no clue who I am because I am not in their industry. Right. So it's, it's totally like a level playing field. They're like, yeah, yeah. I don't care what you've done because you're not in this. Does that make sense? Like, totally. as in, it's like, I am totally like a newbie to who I'm reaching out to, but same exact things apply as to when I used to reach out when I wanted to meet another woman who was about to run a big event and I was scared out of my mind. And I was like, Hey, I see that you run events in California and I just moved here and I'm uh, just about to start a new event and would love to see if there's any way that I could help serve your community. And maybe you and I could jump on the phone for 20 minutes and I could see if there's a way for me to help serve you. And maybe you could answer some questions about live events for me, like creating an equal energy exchange and releasing all expectations and saying like, releasing all expectations on the other side, giving them an out and saying what your expectation is. Like these are very important things when you are reaching out to someone. And I want to just, I want to go through why that's so important. Yes, please. I was just going to ask you that. Okay. So if I was just to reach out to you and say, Autumn, I think you're so amazing. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with your podcast. Um, I, I'm just wondering, I really want to start a podcast. I'm wondering if I can jump on the, like if we could jump on a zoom, zoom for an hour and if I could just pick your brain. Okay. Autumn is so insanely busy that she doesn't, this person kind of right now to someone who's very busy kind of sounds like, oh my gosh, it's not going to just be this one time. 
This could be an eternal asking for help thing. And as much as I want to help, I really need to help the people who, number one, I know are going to help themselves. And I don't know this person from Adam because she didn't say anything else about what she's doing. Right. And I also like right now for where you're at in your career, any sort of like friendship, you really are at a, at a, a level where you want to feel an equal energy exchange. Meaning unless it's like a mentee or somebody in a program that you are truly dedicating time to, you don't have the energy. It's not even about, are you nice? Are you mean? It's literally, you do not have any extra energy outside of your family and what you're already doing and how much you're giving back to the masses to even stop and answer some of these messages. So a completely different message would be number one, know if you are ready to reach out to the person that you're asking or not. So are you in a place where you have something that you could actually offer back to Autumn? And if not, your work instead of reaching out to Autumn is to now work on how you could be a person who Autumn would actually be interested in having a conversation with. What are Autumn's needs right now? Does she want to get this podcast out? Yes, she does. (laughs) She wants more and more people to listen to her podcast. So what if I started showing up and I started sharing her podcast every single week, commenting it, sharing it in groups, starting a group that talks about her podcast and sharing this like group with all of these different people. All of a sudden you are now on Autumn's radar as someone who really gives back and is kind of starting a little community and supporting you. And then maybe you are someone who has a couple people and connections that you might know that she is looking for. And what you could end up doing is seeing what her needs are and even asking her. So if you're going to write her, say, Hey, I love your stuff. I can't even tell you how much you've given back to me in my life. That episode, when you said X, Y, and Z, let me tell you how it actually impacted me and changed my life. Right. That's, that's interesting because you're like, wow, I would love to know what I'm, if what I'm saying is hitting a, you know, a vein. And so from there, um, you can just get on, the, get more on their radar and see if there's any way and ask them, is there anything that you're looking to do right now? Like, is there any way that I can help you? Um, here's what I'm good at. That's really helpful to be able to say what your skill set is or, or what you could offer. Um, otherwise, when people ask me, how can I help you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a shit show on fire. So like, I need all the help I can get, but I don't know what you do. So I don't, sometimes I don't even answer that because it's such right. a tough thing to even answer. So getting really, really specific, if you can tell what I'm already doing here and adding value to the person until you know that you are the person that can ask a question because you've either added so much value or she's already taken notice of you. Because I will tell you the people who do things like that for me, I ask them, you're freaking amazing. What are you up to? Is there something I can share right now? So that's how you become a person. Number one, to reach out to that, those like maybe higher level people that you don't feel ready for yet. It's certainly not, let me pick your brain. Um, but for people who are like, let's say you want to right now be creating a like-minded group. Maybe it's people like you want to start a business right now, or you just started a business and you're really looking for other women to support each other in that and grow together. Well, of course you want to make sure that you're also, you know, leveling up. So making sure that the people that you are going to reach out to are really moving forward with their life and potentially are, uh, maybe even a couple steps ahead of you, whatever that looks like. If that is the case, something that you would say um, could be, you know, in men too, I know that you have a, a bunch of men listeners as well, but this is such a great opportunity right now for any of this. So let's use, why don't we use like a supporting, like launching a business or something like that. So I would go and look for 
probably 20 different women that I would love to connect with. And I would decide how do I want to connect with them? And I'd say, okay, what's a reasonable like number of times to connect? And this is actually the formula that I put in my book. And I think if you want to hold each other accountable, I use once every other week for one hour. You can even do 30 minutes if it's just one other person. Um, this is for like three to four people if you put together a group. So, um, okay, you have your format every other week for one hour. How many people do you want in it? Okay, great. If you want three or four, you're probably going to have to ask 30 or 40, maybe more. So be aware of that. <laughs> and then you have to know in your ask, what do you actually want from this group? Do you want to be able to make sure you split the time equally and abide by rules? What rules do you have? What expectations do you have? Who's going to be the timekeeper so you never go over time? Because I'm telling you, you go over your time and you create a group like this, people will start um, flaking and not showing up anymore because they can't rely on a schedule throughout the day. So what do you want? What's the expectation? So then once you're there, you write the ask. So, hey, here's, what, here's where I'm at in my life. I'm starting a new business. I'm finding it really hard to um, break through to where I want to be and to keep my motivation up. But I know with the group, if we all kept each other accountable, that this could be really amazing. So here's what I'm thinking, blah, 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 blah. All of the expectations um, that you want for the group is say, how does this sound? Let me know if this is something that you'd be interested in. This is the time that I'm thinking, or don't even say this is the time I'm thinking we can meet. Come up with like two different times and those are the times you're going to choose from. They show up or they don't. Um, especially right now, right? Like we can kind of move our schedules around and figure it out. So even if you guys want to be putting together groups for support during this, like how can we support each other in our life? It doesn't even have to be business. Like I have one on Monday morning. That's that we do 30 minutes every single Monday, Monday. It's just me and another girl. And we give each other 15 minutes each just to talk about anything and everything. We're done in the 30 minutes. And it's like a check-in, like how you doing this week? Like emotionally, mentally business. Is there anything you know, anyone that I could connect you with, what does that look like? So, um, and do the one every other, every other week as well with a different group. That's so like, seriously, guys, it's so amazing. Cause like Lori was saying, like, whether it's for business or it's just for support or whatever it is when you're trying to meet new people. And that's basically the bottom line of this is like, how do you connect? How do you find your tribe? Whether it's your happiness, friendship tribe, it's your business tribe. Maybe they go together you have to make sure you know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, I would say the same thing if you're looking for a significant other, right? Like, what are you looking for? So you mm -hmm. always decide what are the things, what are the traits, who are the type of people you want to surround yourself with, even if it's via the internet right now, mm -hmm. and start asking the right questions first to yourself and then to them so that it's not just like a on the paper, like, let me just splat something down. Like, take a second to compose yourself because again, I'll tell you, I've reached out to people that are like in the celebrity world, things like that, that I'm like sweating bullets, mm -hmm. even, like type their name, but I'm like, okay, compose yourself. Like think about what you want to say. Mm -hmm. So you sound clear and say that like, so it's not just a, um, Oh my God, want to be my friend? Like, <laughs> you're like, what does that mean? That's so, so scary. Like, but, there, but again, there's so many people that want to be your friend. I've made so many friends from social media that are like people I've barely met, like mm -hmm. face to face, but they are some people that I am the closest with because they've shared their story. Like Lori said, I've followed them. They've tagged me enough times. I've seen it. And I'm just like, wow, you're inspiring. So I think this is so amazing. It's such mm -hmm. valuable 
information. And I appreciate Lori coming on with us today to share her tips on just staying connected and, and one, how to even get connected, but then how to stay connected to them, having your group, setting your time, using the formula so that we can continue to move through this because I think we're in a new era where even mm-hmm. once world, the world goes back to normal, it will be a new normal. Mm-hmm. And we will be finding different ways to connect and stay connected with people. So Lori, before we go, do you have any closing, anything you want to like one more nugget of information you want to give them? Um, I, I just want to say uh, it's, it's proving to be just as important um, as exercise. Connection is like proving to be one of the, um, cornerstones of why people live the longest, why they're the healthiest, why they're the happiest is if they have con- connected communities, they don't have to be even in person. Um, support yourself in the areas where you feel when you feel weak, like mine's Monday morning. And that's when I inserted friendship hour, you know, that's, it's really just not thinking that you are a weak human being, but knowing that together we're, we're literally not supposed to do this alone. So go and support yourself with people, reach out, put the effort in. It takes a lot of time to create new relationships, but I promise you in like two to three years, your mind will be blown. If you're consistent, like keep showing up even when you don't want to all of you introverts. Yes, and introverts, check on your extrovert friends. They're not doing well right now. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Thank you, Lori. I I literally, I can't thank you and Chris both enough for coming on and sharing your knowledge and your expertise with us on the Let's Do Life with Autumn Calvary's podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, Lori. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Let's Do Life podcast with me, Autumn Calabrese. This show is produced by Will Sterling for Podcast One. Be sure to download new episodes every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at podcastone.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. 